from Greater Cedar Rapids over on my left, uh, Jeff Linder, Jeff Johnson. Uh, coming down the stretch here, another high school basketball podcast and uh, blink and you missed it and you're in mid-February. So, um, you know, most conference races on the girls' side have been decided. Uh, imagine you're starting to, you know, get the same on the boys and uh, where are things at with you? Lindy, Thursday for you, postseason, right? Starting? Right. Friday, there's some quote-unquote pigtail games for the boys in 1A. And then Monday gets her going, uh, you know, for all 1A and 2A. You're right. Where the heck did the season go, man? This is – it seems like it's gone really, really quick to me. It goes faster every year. And, yeah. uh, you know, I thought time would slow down once the kids were out of school, but uh, <laughs> out of the house. But that sure doesn't happen. And, uh, uh, you know, it seems like uh, – you know, it was just yesterday when uh, we were walking out of the, the powerhouse for what turned out to be the last uh, state volleyball tournament there. So here we are. Let's go. This is always Let's the best time, best time of the season. So It is. The days are getting longer. You, you show up for a, for a regional game. It's uh, 6 o'clock and you still see the sunset. And uh, it's a good time of the year. The snow's starting to melt a little bit. So, yep. But I'm sure we'll get some more. Yeah, what? Well, don't say that. Well, yeah, the girls' tournament's coming up, so it's tradition. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I w- I wanted to ask you a question. Um, I did the doubleheader Friday night with um, Washington Kennedy, and and it the girls' game was well, both both games were really good. The girls' game was really really good. Uh, came right down to the wire. Um. And Kennedy is without its its coach, uh, Andy Courtney, right? Um, you, can right. You, you know, tell everybody a little bit uh, about that. And uh, I guess first of all, we need to let him know that we're we're thinking of him, and and I hope that he he gets well soon, right? He's got a tough road ahead. Uh, he had um, emergency uh, cardiac surgery uh, a week ago today, and. Uh, um, you know, he's, he's still down at UIHC. I don't know if he's still in the ICU or not. Um, you know, not my business, but I know he's got, uh, a lot of healing ahead and, uh, yeah, certainly, uh, thoughts go out to Andy and his family and, uh, and for, for the Cedar Rapids Kennedy, uh, girls basketball program. Um, yep. they are in good hands. Uh, Maddie Meyer, Vanessa Vega, both, uh, uh, very good basketball minds. Uh, the Cougars will be fine, uh, with, with the two of them. And, uh, you know, they're, they're playing with, uh, with a purpose. I thought, uh, I thought considering everything they played with a, a lot of poise and maturity against Washington, uh, last Friday, you saw the game. Uh, what, what did you think? I agree. Um, I agree. I thought it was a, a wonderful game. It's kind of back and forth. And, uh, like I said, came right down to the wire and, um, yeah, I mean, it, I thought. Uh, I mean, that you couldn't you couldn't necessarily tell that there was a a temporary or interim coach on the sideline. Uh, you know, things like that. So, um, something that'll be inspirational, I'm sure, for those girls, right? You know, yeah, whole season. Yeah, and, and in the end, was uh, Washington had the best player on the floor? Uh, they had uh, Hannah Stolke, and uh, and that helps a lot. So. And then uh, Washington came back and uh, won Tuesday yesterday against uh, Iowa City High, which is a very good win uh, against a top 10 team. And, 
Uh, we'll see how that affects things as far as the postseason is concerned, as far as the, uh, the pairings. Speaking of Wash Kennedy, uh, you, you had the boys game. Uh, we both been doing this a while. Um, I think I saw the best dunk in person I've ever seen in, at the end of that game. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that something, Trace? Oh, my saying, gosh. You were, you were right there on, uh, on the court, so you probably had more of an appreciation for how high he was in the air. He was up. I, I thought the Washington students were going to storm the court after that dunk. They're still behind. <laughs> uh, setting up the scenario for, for those who didn't see it or weren't there was um, a missed three-point shot uh, that kind of went around and out. And Sane was right there. Perfect timing uh, for the follow dunk. Uh, the young man has some really good athletic skills. Uh, I saw him this year, Jeff, another one that, that uh, made me stand up, literally. Uh, they, there was an out-of-bounds play right at their bench towards midcourt, kind of between midcourt and, and what, used, or what you know, used to be the timeline, I guess. Um, their out-of-bounds play, they set up a lob for him, and he caught it from almost midcourt and dunked it. And I thought that was the best dunk that I'd seen in a long time. And then, you know, the other night was, you know, otherworldly as well. So, uh, I talked to him after the game, you know, he's a good kid. He's, he's, uh, his dad, Bruce, uh, played D one ball. And, um, that's his goal. He said he doesn't have any, um, concrete offers right now, but he's hearing a lot from a lot of, uh, mid major division one schools. So, uh, and he's a junior, so he's got another year. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for Kennedy-Washington 3, to be honest with you, because, you know, uh, Kennedy, I think, is – well, I, I don't think. I know they're the best team in town, and uh, Kennedy and Washington are 1-2 in their sub-state uh, and could, you know, if if they win their first games, um, you know, meet in a sub-state final for a, for a trip to go to go to the state tournament. So uh, those came out today on the boys' side. So. Go ahead. Let's uh, let's hear what you know. Um, that was Substate Four. We're talking about that. That's the one with uh, you know, Kennedy's one, Washington's two, and then uh, Linmar and North Scott play each other in the first round. And then they, the winner would play Kennedy, and then uh, Liberty, which is playing very well right now, uh, and Davenport Central would meet uh, in the other first round game with the winner getting Washington, and then. Uh, uh, looking here at Substate four, Iowa City West is your two seed to uh, undefeated Pleasant Valley. Um, City High, Davenport West would play first round game. The winner playing Pleasant Valley, and then uh, Burlington and Muscatine are, are down in the other one. Uh, the other one there, and uh, Prairie's the top seed in Substate six. Um, Bentendorf Dubuque senior winner would play the Hawks. Davenport North is your two seed, um, with Hempstead and Clinton, uh, the winner there playing North. And, uh, you know, tough deal for Prairie losing Elijah Ward, one of their starting guards, multiple year, um, starting guard. He, he broke his hand in a game last week and he's out for the season. And that, that's, that's tough, but they still, uh, I like their substate and I like where they're located and they've, they've had enough time to kind of, or will have had enough time to learn how to play without him. So, uh, you know, I like the Hawks on that substate to, 
get to state for the first time in, in a long time. And, uh, you know, then, then kind of look in the scanner here real quick. Class 3A, you got Substate 4, Washington, Iowa is your top seed there. Um, Solon, center point, Urbana winner would, would presumably play Washington. Then uh, DeWitt Central's a two seed. Xavier is a, a three seed in that uh, Substate. Uh, Substate five, Marion got the nod as the number one over Fort Madison, uh, which was interesting to me, uh, because Fort Madison went into last week undefeated and lost three times. And that was enough, uh, for the coaches to give Marion the nod as the number one in, in Substate five. Uh, Fort Madison is your number two seed in Clear Creek, Amana, your number, uh, three seed there. So, uh, you know, those are the ones, I guess, of note. Uh, actually, no, I missed Decora, which is uh, uh, playing very, very well. Actually, there's a couple of them here. Dubuque Wallert and Substate 3 is your number one seed. That also consists of uh, West Delaware, Animosa, Maquoketa, Western Dubuque, Independence, all, also in there. In Substate 3, and uh, Decora is your number one seed in Substate 2. Uh, the other side of it would be... Uh, probably clear late coming out of there and decor is looking to get to state for the first time since the, since the seventies playing very, very well. Um, 17 and one, I believe they were supposed to play Fort Madison and kind of an impromptu late schedule or scheduled game uh, that, and they ended at Kirkwood last night, but uh, Fort Madison had some sickness going around the program and they had to, to cancel that game. So I was disappointed. Wanted really wanted to see the, the Vikings play, um, you know, head leading into the postseason. So, and then one, a and two, a, uh, you know, we all found out about that last week. So, um, and you know, you know, the one, a two, a three appearance. Did we talk about those uh, last week? We did. Yeah, didn't we, did. we? Uh, we got those. Uh, I think we spoke Thursday and uh, we had them at, uh, at that point there on Thursdays. So yeah, um, uh, you know, not a whole lot has has changed. Uh, still trying to figure out who the best team in the area is, girls wise, whether it's City High or West. Um, you know, my super team this week I flip flopped again for about the fourth time this season. I put West on top, uh, City High two after City High lost to um, to Cedar Rapids Wash. So and uh, so so just uh, kind of going through your pairings again. Um, so if if we have a lot of chalk, so Kennedy Prairie both are one seeds. West would have West has a shot there too. You said so you can have yeah. three teams in four. Yeah, eight, they, they, they they play, uh, but they it's a tough task to be, to play uh, Pleasant Valley, um, which hasn't lost a game. So okay. um, I think it's realistic, certainly, to say that we'll have two teams in in four A. Um, could have three. Uh, and then, uh, you know, in, in, in 3A, you know, one, two, I think, I think we could have as many as four, um, you know. Marion's a one, Decorah's a one. Uh, yeah. said, you know, Xavier's dangerous. Are they in with Washington, did you say, or no? Yeah, Washington, Iowa okay. is the number one there, uh, and Xavier's in, is, is in with them. So, I mean, that, that's definitely a possibility there. Um, although Washington got beat. Monday night by uh, by a really good two A Williamsburg team, so that's going back to to the one A two A that we talked about last week. That you know Williamsburg's got a chance. So it was what's interesting. Williams, 
What's well, Williamsburg's path? Are they in with Mid Prairie or Monticello? No, or they, they kept them. Uh, they kept them um, uh, away from each other, you know. And and Mid Prairie, I mean, that's a team that is still undefeated. <laughs> uh, you know, Monticello had a big win last night over over Comanche to to wrap up. Uh, you know, the River Valley Conference Championship. That was uh, or their division. What is it? The East, right? So. Uh, North. North. Thank you. I get I get them all mixed up. Uh, sometimes east, north, west, south, whatever. So, uh, you know, Monticello's in there with um, with uh, let's see, MFL Marmac in the same district. Then Williamsburg would be in the uh, in the uh, uh, opposite district there. Uh, so they're in the same substate. So, um, yeah. It's fun to think about some of the bearings here, um, you know, and, and I know, Jeff, that we've talked a lot about the strength of the Tri-Rivers Conference, both of the boys and girls, but, geez, I went out uh, Monday night just kind of on my own to Elbernet there because it was playing uh, New London, which was 18-1. and one. Um, It's been kind of in the top ten all season. And Elbernet beats New London in overtime. Wonderful game. A lot of, lot of dramatics there. And Albanet's uh, a team that's lost six games, <laughs> you know. So there you go. I just again, it's I come back to how strong the Tri Rivers is, and be really interesting to see how um, how those teams fare, you know, come out of it. Looks like Northland's really playing well. Northland beat Albanet again last night by like twenty five. So um, Links look like they've figured out whatever problems they might have had uh, before Christmas and. Uh, look like a very dangerous, dangerous club. So, between the boys and the girls, is that the East is a lot better on the boys side. Lisbon's pretty good. Eastern Valley's always good. Is Marquette yeah. still pretty good? Uh, yeah, they're you know they're uh, I, I want to say about the the ten and eight, twelve and eight range somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right around five hundred. So, uh, I guess I could I could run down here real quick. Uh, the conference races now that we're at the end looks looks like Cedar Falls is going to win the NBC Mississippi Kennedy um, has as a leg up on the Valley Division title certainly Marion has won the Womack East Williamsburg has won the Womack West uh, Monticello has won the River Valley North Mid Prairie the River Valley South Decora is your Northeast Iowa Conference champ uh, Iowa Valley with the first conference title since 1966 won the uh, the SICL East, uh, the South Iowa Cedar West went to Montezuma, defending champ, uh, beat North Mahaska last week uh, to, to win that. Uh, Tri-Rivers East, Lisbon and Eastern Valley shared a championship. Uh, Northland, the winner in the Tri-Rivers West. And then MFL Marmac is your upper Iowa conference uh, champ. So that's just kind of a quick rundown of the uh, – okay of the area champs. Uh, All right. As far as the girls are concerned, uh, City High is going to win the uh, NBC Mississippi. Uh, they're 11 and three, two games up on Washington and Linmar. Wireless West and Iowa City West are both 12 and one uh, to lead the NBC Valley. Uh, both are pretty heavily favored to, to win out there and probably finish 14 and one there. Uh, Marion's going to win the Womack East or has won the uh, Womack East. The Womack West is a three-way tie between CPU, CCA, and Benton Community. Uh, that became a three-way tie last night when uh, Clear Creek beat Benton uh, 40-35 over at Van Horn, which I was at. 
Um, as far as the overall WAMAC, uh, right now CPU is 15 and three. Benton's 14 and three with a game to play yet against Solon. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, Cascade wins the River Valley North. Regina wins the River Valley South. Uh, Tri Rivers East. Cal Wheat, uh, first league title ever for them in fi uh, five player basketball. So. Yeah, they were three and four at one point uh, in December. Now they're 17 and four. So they win the East. Uh, Springville North win, shared the Tri-Rivers West. Jessup uh, is a uh, NICL East champion. Waverly is nine and oh. Decor is eight and one in the Northeast Iowa. And they still have to play. I think they play on Saturday. So either Waverly wins that outright or Decor might get a share. Uh, English Valleys wins the SICL East, North Mahaska West, and MFL is the Upper Iowa champion. So there's your express uh, tour of the uh, Eastern Iowa standings. Uh, Jeff, I just got to tell you, I looked out my front window here, and uh, Caitlin Clark just took a shot. Uh, I'm not quite sure if it went in. I'm guessing it did, but uh, that seems to be her range. Um, what you saw the other night, and what everybody saw the other night with some of the, uh, um, I mean, just incredible pull up yeah. from, from half court, basically. Um, can you describe, describe what you're seeing? Uh, it's pretty amazing. And she's just, she's becoming a national name, right? Yeah. And you know, she, she really did last year. She became a national name last year. Uh, things quieted down earlier this year when she wasn't hitting her shots very well. Uh, I think at one point she was 22% from three point. Now she's, uh, since then, she's probably shooting right around 50 uh, from deep. So she's uh, kind of straightened up those numbers a little bit. And uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's got the attention of the nation and certainly has the attention of uh, University of Iowa women's basketball fandom right now. So um Definitely a very, very dynamic player. It's a different animal from anything I've seen uh, covering the Iowa women or anybody in the Big Ten. Um, but uh, yeah, she uh, she's deserving of all the the accolades she's getting right now. How she deal with it? How do you think she's dealing with it? And will deal with it? I, I think well. Um, I think she's dealing with it well. I think the team deals with it pretty well. Uh, Coach Bluter, I think, well, um, uh, every time, you know, Caitlin is never difficult to talk to. She's very well spoken. Uh, she knows how to play the media game. She's charming. Uh, my guess is uh, she was, she was, uh, you know, if I had to put an over under on her ACT in high school, I'd probably put it at about 31. I think she's that smart. Um, you know, knows the game. Uh, I, I think, you know, I can't say it for sure. I think she's a teammate. I, I, I don't think she's selfish. I, I mean, if she was selfish, she wouldn't leave the nation in assists. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, she's, uh, something I've never seen before. Um, you know, people say, who, who does she remind you of? And I can't think of, not sexist for me to say I, I haven't seen a woman play like her uh, some people say Sabrino Ionescu who was who, who at Oregon um, you know a lot of people say oh Steph Curry or somebody like that I throw out Pete Maravich uh, she's uh, he, he's kind of the one that uh, 
you know, the, with the way he passes and passed and dribbled and shot, I guess I would say was um, the, the game similar to hers. Pistol Pete. Yeah. I remember Pistol Pete, 100%. You got to give well, – all right, then you got to give Caitlin some, cor- some sort of uh, nickname similar to, to Pistol Pete. We'll have to think on that Cannon for a little bit. Cannon Caitlin. I love that. There you go. Here you go. Trademark that sucker. Did you watch Drake and you and I the other night by chance? Men. Uh, no. Uh, actually, I was in Des Moines that night and uh, um, uh, out, out at uh, – daughter had, daughter had a concert out there on Saturday. Nice. So I was nice. kind of – Kind of uh, watching it on the phone, just kind of the, the game cast or whatever uh, that was. Must have been a really good game. Um, they played two, two. They played twice, both overtime games. So. Yeah. So okay, who, who's got the best D one men's basketball team in the state? Uh, well, you know, uh, a month ago that wasn't a question, right? Right. <laughs> now it is. Uh, yeah. You know, you got to throw. I don't know. Um, Iowa State just seems to be imploding. Um, well, I, I, their schedule is catching up with them, and you know, I think their their offensive limit limitations are are catching up with them. Agreed. Um, you know, they they play hard, uh, but you know, like I said, there's there's some offensive limitations there, and uh, uh, they're still not a great shooting team. Uh, we went out and saw them against Mizzou, uh, which they actually played very well against Mizzou. But, uh, you know, when they're when they're not hitting shots, it's, uh, you know, they're not going to hold big 12 teams to, to 50, 55 points a game. So. Right. Um, I, I was just kind of thinking internally about this. And I don't this might just be um, nonsense, but, you know, a team that was so heavily laden with with transfers, um, obviously, as Iowa State was, I mean, is is their ceiling, is their room for growth less? perhaps because of that then then like a team that uh you know has a bunch of you know freshmen sophomores junior sophomores juniors or whatever yeah. or is that just poppycock no i know what you're saying the thing that is weird though is the team with all these transfers playing so well when they were just getting yeah that's, that's a great point Yep. We think that would be a team that would struggle early to, yep. to kind of figure things out and then could really mesh, but it's kind of been the other way around with them. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, it was amazing, really, early, because yeah. they played some tough early games, you know. Yeah, they beat Xavier, they beat Memphis. Um, uh, they, they were really, really good early. I think they, they beat Oregon State early, if I remember correctly. And, uh, yeah. No, and uh, they played Baylor tough that first game at Hilton, and and thought, hey, that's uh, you know they got it going. But uh, you know they're, they're they're kind of stuck in neutral right now. But uh, I'll tell you, the Big Twelve is tough. You know, if, if West West Virginia was in last place in the Big Twelve, and you know they're good, they're good. Yeah. There, there just isn't there isn't the floor. In the, the floor of the Big Twelve is very very high. How's that sound? Yeah. For sure. Uh, kind of sounds like Metro Boys basketball <laughs> this year in, in, a, in a way that we've talked about a lot. But, yeah, and then, you know, the, the MVC tournament, we'll see. Uh, wouldn't it be something if, if Drake and you and I meet in the MVC tournament with a whole lot at stake there? Um, 
couple of teams that have obviously gotten better. Yeah, I could play in a, in a two-three game in, in the semis or or a one-four if, if you and I or, or if Drake could win it. So, or, or maybe they'll meet in the finals. Who knows? Yeah, that that would be something. That would really be something. Yeah. Uh, before we sign off, what do you got going on the rest of the week? Who you got? Um, we're gonna uh. To do a little hockey tonight, and then Friday night we'll uh, Marion and Williamsburg, um, which would be the two division champs in the Walmack play each other. Lost a little bit of luster. Marion was upset last night at home by West Delaware, um, so loses a little bit of luster that way, but still should be a, a really good um, basketball game. So we'll do that on on Friday, and uh, you know then we'll. Uh, We'll reset here and get get after it postseason wise. Uh, starting uh, starting Monday. So, mm-hmm. are you you going to be out and about Thursday? Or are you no? Or there, there, there isn't there, there isn't a great um, a great first round game for one uh, on Thursday. So I messed it that one out. Uh, Friday still trying to decide. Uh, there's three or four possibilities, NBC possibilities, and where to go to. I haven't really figured it out yet. Uh, Saturday I'm going to go. It's not a Super game as far as records, but Mount Vernon uh, and Independence play in a 3A first round game. I'll run out to Mount Vernon. Um, they've had a really, really nice jump this year. They've, um, I don't know if we talked about it last week, they've gone from being one of the worst offensive teams in 3A to one of the best shooting teams in 3A. Wow. So last year they were 1 and 20. This year uh, they're 11 and 9, 11 and 10 uh, after losing to Solon last night in a close one. So uh, they play Independence, which I think has five wins. And, uh, you know, I, I, I expect Mount Vernon to win, but I think uh, it could be a decent game. And a good story. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. I touched on that in, uh, in the notebook a little bit uh, uh, last week. But, uh, yeah, uh, really nice jump this year. again. And, uh, and then we really, really get going next week with uh, tournaments in all classes. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. I was just going to say real quick, uh, folks, check out uh, Patrick and Connor McCaffrey's latest podcast. I'm not sure if that's been posted yet, but it will be. Uh, I know it was recorded last night. Mom is on the podcast, Margaret McCaffrey. They talks about uh, her very fine college career and uh, a, a lot of uh, – a lot of other really good stuff. So that's just something to, to keep uh, keep an eye on. So. All right. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for today. Um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for reading. And uh, see you next week.